Two peas, Two and, peas a and a bong. Two peas and a bong. Two peas, Two and, peas a bong. and a bong. Two peas and a bong. Y'all two peas in the bong in the building. It's your boy DP. It's your boy KP. And your boy Bong, man. What's going on? Man, what's going on is um March Madness in, is in uh full effect, man. What what about this off the court shit, man? Have you guys taken a look at the amenities that they're giving the men versus <laughs> the uh the women teams? Have you seen the care packages mm. and and you know the the training facilities and weight room comparison? I saw a care package um the the men got a care package and then i saw an i don't care package mm-hmm. that received mm. <laughs> that who received that the women received <laughs> like, mm. i don't care here get your shit <laughs> like, you need a, you need a little deodorant i don't care the dudes i was looking at the picture and the dudes had three different types of body wash Three different things. You're you may not be there more than one night. Matter of fact, I know thirty-two teams are going home after the first night, mm. and they had three different types of body wash. They had a couple different types of uh, deodorant. They made sure they threw some axe in there. Like, yeah, you know, you're gonna have some ladies all up on you because y'all got these <laughs> amenities and they out there starving. So <laughs> let me spray some of this. <laughs> so give you some of this axe. They had shaving cream. They had hand sanitizer, like wipes. It was they, they they had a lot. I was it was amazing. That's not what got me though. That 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 wasn't what that that part was kind of funny to me. It was a little comical. They had hoodies. The dudes had hoodies. The women had umbrellas. It ain't I don't I don't think it's raining in Texas. <laughs> but we're gonna toss you an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> that was a leftover joint. <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> what 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 about the um what about the weight room situation, man? Oh man, the weight room was it was pathetic, man. They had uh the the women had like a bunch of little um dumbbells on a rack mm. with a big empty table, mm. and those were their weights. Um, and then the men. It was like plushed. You had all kind of weights. You had all kind of space. Squat racks, yeah, it, equipment. Yeah. They blamed it on space, man, saying that they didn't have enough space. And then the I don't know who that player was who showed the video of all the space that they could have used. And it was just empty and no shit in there. And the lie detector test determined that that was a lie. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't all that stuff. That's not even what got me, though. What got you? What, oh, man, the food. The I mean I I gotta pull up the picture and look at the mm. picture again. Nigga, they had steak, shrimp. It looked like shrimp. Uh, different macaronis. You talking about the men? 
Yeah. I think yeah. I think it was lobster in the macaroni. I think they had lobster in it. I know asparagus had, up there looked like it. They they, nigga, they got some shit. On the, on the women's side, they gave him the hungry man meals. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, I, t- I told Kevin they were like, here, this is what you get. If you're allergic to anything, take it off, eat the rest. <laughs> they got the hungry jack dinners, nigga. Oh, oh man. man. The 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 Oh, the, the Salisbury steak is looking spongy as hell. That, yeah, walk. that's what she said, nigga. It's spongy, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The mm-hmm. mashed potatoes ain't got no salt in them, no butter, no nothing. Mm-hmm. So so here's the thing. All right. And uh, underneath every story is are some harsh realities, right? And so it's fucked up. But trust me, <laughs> it's fucked up. It is. I can. We can. Everybody will agree that it's fucked up. But then you have to look at what the NCAA's men's tournament brings in annually, and what the NCAA women's tournament brings in annually. And it kind of it's like, nigga, you gotta you gotta go deep. It's, it's deeper than rap, right? So, oh, um, when you talk about, I think. I was I was watching something and they were talking about the last year that there was a tournament. So obviously last year we didn't have a tournament, but the year before that, I think um, the men's the men's I think like the average viewership for the men's tournament is like something crazy, like 17 million to three million for the women. And the men turn in a hell of a profit, whereas the women's tournament made no money. They weren't even profitable. So, although it seems unfair on its face, right? On its face, it seems unfair. No different than the uh, United States uh, women's soccer team saying that they want equal pay to the men. At the end of the day, don't let the NCAA fool you into believing that it is a not-for-profit business. It's a business. Mm-hmm. And nigga, if I got one, if I got a, and this is in in any, go to any workplace USA, right? Any workplace in America. If I have a guy that's bringing in a hundred million dollars worth of revenue a, uh, a year. And I have another guy that brings in a hundred thousand dollars worth of revenue every year. Don't fucking tell me that the guy that's bringing in a hundred thousand dollars in revenue is going to get the same treatment as the dude that's bringing in a hundred mm. million. <laughs> Ubon. Ubon. So if they both, if they both apply for the job, is this a situation where your salary is commensurate with your experience? Absolutely. Like mm. gotta, because now uh, if we go down the rabbit hole of, Hey, we're not treated well, but they are. Then let's bring out the let's bring out the shrimp and lobster for the lacrosse team. Let's bring out the shrimp and lobster for the uh for the for the badminton team when they go on tournaments. Let's bring out shrimp and lobster. But no, they don't they don't generate the money that coincides with the amenities. It's the same thing it, because we're in a we're in a we're in the Me Too era. And okay, let me start by saying this. Yeah, you get I, too, oh, touch on it, please. Please go I, there. I, 
I, no, I have to give him. I have to give him the, the caveat first, right? So I have to give him a disclaimer. Okay. I am all for equal pay in the workforce. I want women to feel like they can generate um, equivalent salary to men in a workplace, right? So if you have a doctor, if you have a pharmacist, if you have a lawyer and their work says that they are good at what they do, there's no reason that a woman should make less than a man. It just doesn't make sense. That's where I have a problem. But when it comes to the WNBA and the NBA, NCAA men's sports and NCAA women's sports, uh, you know, uh, men's soccer and women's soccer, the viewership doesn't lie. The merchandise sales doesn't lie. Right. And I lay the blame squarely at the feet of women mm. because for men's basketball, for NCAA men's basketball, you have casual fans, even the people that don't watch basketball tune in for March Madness. They do a bracket every year, right? Um, Quicken Loans, ESPN, everybody does a billion dollar bracket. If you get the, the brackets right, everybody around the water cooler, men and women alike will do a bracket. It is a, you know, it is a annual thing in the United States. Do we have a women's bracket? Of course. Have you, have you been at the job where you, we just, for last 10 years, when I watched the NCAA tournament for women, I just automatically assumed Connecticut's going to win. <laughs> I don't even know how good they are this year, but yeah. if I have to pencil in a, a winner, fuck it, give me Connecticut. It's just the easiest thing to go with, right? You don't get the support. Women's sports does not get the support that they need, and it shows in the profit. They don't turn a profit. So because of that, although it seems unfair on its face, right? The NCAA is truly treating them like a employee that is not as productive as another employee. Because the, the remember when I gave the example about the person that's generating a hundred million dollars in revenue and the person that's generating a hundred generating a hundred thousand dollars in revenue. If I'm generating a hundred million dollars in revenue. Nigga, don't ask me what time I'm coming in. I'll get to the office when I fucking get there. If I'm generating a hundred thousand dollars in revenue, nigga, you better be here. If you're supposed to start at eight o'clock, get here at seven thirty. Nigga, I need you to show me what the fuck you got going on for the day that's gonna bring your, your numbers up from a hundred thousand, you know what I'm saying, to the next level. It's we not gonna get treated the same. A LeBron James is not gonna get treated like uh fucking Alex Caruso. You know, Kevin Durant is not going to get treated like the scrub at the end of the bench. You can't. So, and again, because it's a men and women thing, we want to make it a thing, but it's really not. I'm sorry. Mm, the the food, man. Oh, man. <laughs> the, that food broke my heart, man. All the other stuff, I, I laughed. The food was heartbreaking, man. Yeah. This, yeah. This, no, I'm just saying, the shit that they got the women eating. <laughs> look yeah. at this shit this, this this is supposed to feel so so is so is this fair or unfair kev but listen to me before you even before you even before you even say it before you say it so for the women right think about you have two different type of kids getting getting educations you got the kids that go to private schools and then you have the kids that go to public schools and then if you want to go to another level with the with the with the levels that there are within it, you have kids that go to that go to public schools in the ghetto. 
Go ask those motherfuckers what they eating when it's lunchtime and they getting that free lunch. And then go see what the motherfuckers in a private school is eating. The motherfuckers in private schools are getting catered food at their cafeterias. Motherfucking meals are made fresh. If you're at the public school, you're getting something that's delivered to you, that's pre-made, put in a bag, and they might warm it up before you see it. Hey, like, it's, it's fresh. It's just fresh off the back of that truck that's been sitting in that alley. You feel me? So, so it's it's it's, so as as fucked up as it sounds, as fucked up as it sounds, it's still levels to this shit. The men generate, and I don't want to sound sexist. It's not my intention. Like I said, if you want women to be on an equal playing field in the sports world, you have got to give them more support. And if the, the the responsibility falls squarely at the feet of women to be the ones to initiate that. Get the viewership up. But but then I'll ask you, what do they do to get the viewership up? Are you suggesting that they do stuff like uh, get people more engaged and stuff like brackets and shit like that? Do you think that they have not tried to employ shit like that or or what? Lower the goals. Lower the goals to eight and a half or nine feet so women can dunk. Hey, listen, some women can dunk on 10, but that might be something to consider. Uh, that At least, at least maybe in an all-star game. You know what I'm saying? An all-star game to, to make it, you know, I don't know. I'll say this, though. Kevin, and I go back to this. Kevin's not the only one who said this, um, but he said it most recently. When he mentioned, you know, you need alliances, you need allies. Do you think, Ubang, I know you place it at the feet of the women, but do you think that the NCAA men's side of the game should do more cross promotion or or that the women should try to engage that a little bit more? Like from the from the women's standpoint, they should try to get them to do or WNBA. Or even with WNBA, they should try to do more cross-promotion with WNBA, with the, the NBA or what? The NBA does. The NCAA men's side, have they have problems of their own. They have the one-and-done rule that they're, they're dealing with. They have the new rule where children are bypassing college as a whole and going to play, whether it's overseas or whether it's in the G League. Nah, Kev, can't Kev. Don't don't you can't compare those. Those are first world elitist problems. But again, though, I'm just saying, but the women aren't dealing with those problems. You know, when the women go, they're going to be there for at least three years. So I think that it's on the women's side to focus on the women. I, I agree with you. But the men's problems, those are first world billionaire Wall Street problems. Right. Damn it. This motherfucker put something on my thousand dollar suit silk silk tie the fuck am i gonna wear uh, you know what just take the tie off okay fuck it that's so ncaa men's they're still the biggest i i think between ncaa football and ncaa men's basketball those are the big breadwinners in college in the college business yes it's the reason that athletes are fighting to get paid because they are both billion dollar industries on their own they build they build statues. They build stadiums off the budgets brought in primarily by football teams, but then secondarily by basketball teams if you go to certain schools. 
Right. The right. I mean, look at the look at the NBA. Just really quick on on that point. The NBA has how many teams? Thirty-two. NFL, how many? Thirty. How many colleges across the nation? Oh man, hundreds that have a solid following, even on a Division two level, Division three level, NAIA. Yeah. They get draws. Look at Jackson State. They bring in prime time. They pack in the stands. Come Dude, on, man. Well, my <laughs> bad. Go ahead. Ball. In spring ball. But right. as far as cross promotion, you've had the biggest players, Chris Paul, LeBron James, Kevin Durant. They are the biggest names. Well, I'm not let me let me take Chris Paul out of that. But you got LeBron James and Kevin Durant, two of the biggest names in the NBA. They're always supporting WNBA. They're always um at games. WNBA games. It's at the end of the day, cross promotion can only get you so far. Women can start by just watching the games. That gets the viewership up. So now you have more viewers, you have more sponsors. People that want to put money into making it a better a better game. And then you can have the men come along, right? Um I think Jada Kiss said something a while back about um, you know, why rappers drop shit that women like because the niggas, men do what women do. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you get women on board, they can get men on board, you know? But if you can't, then you'll never, the business will never succeed. And that's with a lot of team sports. The most successful women in sports are all always individuals. Serena, Venus, um, Naomi Osaka, they're going to make more, they're going to outlast and make more than any WNBA star. Even to think about the biggest name, you know, like these chicks will get re- they get real jobs during the offseason. This is this kind of reminds me of like the old NBA, the old NFL, where a nigga come play a full NFL season and then go to the war. Nigga, work uh, nigga gotta go, go back to the war during the offseason. season. <laughs> 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 oh man, bro! Oh shit! You gotta this go back. So <laughs> gotta go back to the war during the off season. <laughs> oh, this reminds me of the old NFL where dudes used to have, play during the season. At the end of the season, you gotta go back to the war. Like <laughs> what kind of what kind of shit? Is I gotta go re-enlist. Like, <laughs> what did you say, Jim Brown? <laughs> oh shit, it's crazy. Oh. But that's how they treat women. Niggas is in the trenches for real. In the trenches for real. But that's how they treat women sports. So unless you're in an individual sport where you can, st- where your excellence stands out individually, right? And and, and just think about it, Serena. Um, if I could just go back and think of like some of the top athletes first person that comes to mind is serena because she is literally in the top one percent of athletes right where they can put her on a level where they compare her to like the greatest of all time on the men's side that's the level that she has to be at to outpace women and what they make in sports you know and before her big sister uh, venus and then behind them you have naomi osaka you had one girl that would that kind of made a name for herself in in um golf. Oh, gosh, I can't remember her name. But it just goes to show there's not that many people. You have to 
you have to be in that top 1% as a woman to really make a name for yourself and really carve out that type of LeBron James type money or whatever, or, in, in, or even, um, oh girl, she had a, she had a short, she had a short window in the UFC, Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. where she was on top of the world. And, you know, you saw foolish people out here talking about that she could put on the boxing gloves and, and beat Floyd Mayweather's ass, you know, but, and then she got her ass beat, but I'm saying like, you have to be like the elite of the elite to really be something in women's sports. So mm-hmm. until we start getting more support for women's sports, you'll never close the gap. So what the, what the NCAA did. So yeah, it's a, it's a bad look. It looks bad for the NCAA and they came out and they guess what they did. They went into the men's budget, right? Okay. God damn it. We got caught. Go ahead and give them weight. Go ahead and give them some weights. <laughs> yeah, they extended the weight room. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they gave damn them, it. They gave them the weight. We said room. take all of their phones. <laughs> <laughs> who who took that picture? What team is she on? And then they're she out said, of here. She said, "If you and, and the thing that old girl said, which is such a 2021 type of attitude. Um, attitude. Thank you. Type of attitude was." If you don't see a problem with this, you're part of the problem. And I'm like, go talk to the guys that crunch the numbers. Come back to the table and ask them if this was not a a tournament where you guys basically brought everybody together in the same in the same area. Right. So if the women's tournament, which is typically is non covid, they typically have it somewhere else. So they're not playing in the same place where the men where the men are playing. Right. It's, it's like a week behind. I think they changed some of the locations so that it can, they can have their own space. Would you guys be able to support having all the amenities that you guys want? You know, what I'm saying without going into somebody else's budget. Like I just I don't think that they could. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's no different than when we talk about levels. It's no different than talking about you know, a top tier program, like a who, I mean, who's a top tier program in, the, in this year was so kind of up and down, but if you have like Duke, right. If you have Duke as a number one seed, and then you have Abilene Christian as a, what are they? A 15 seed. Yeah. The 15. Yeah. A 15, 15 seed. Duke is probably staying at a five-star hotel because they have a better budget and Abilene Christian is probably trekking it um, uh, uh, an hour Sleep, sleeping away. on Duke's bus, uh, sleeping on Duke's Duke's bus <laughs> downstairs, you know, <laughs> at, at those, in the parking lot. Yeah. Say, man, can we use your bus, baby? You, you get <laughs> what I'm saying, though. So, yeah. so now, Abilene Christian, are they going to come out and say, "Hey, man, you know, take pictures of them staying at the Howard Johnson as opposed to staying at the Sheraton or staying at the Marriott"? And they're like, man, if you if you don't see this as a problem, you're part of the problem. No, nigga, you're the 15 seed. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, hey, Ubon, say if they if they had it out here at Staples, them niggas would be at the Snooty. Oh man, listen, at the five. <laughs> they, they put they put them niggas at the Cecil Hotel downtown. <laughs> or the or the what's the joint over there by SC, the Vagabond Inn. Like, hey, listen, you guys are out here from Abilene Christian, you're a 15 seed. 
just enjoy the amenities of the city that the city provides you enjoy the ambiance of being in the arena you know enjoy being able to come in and watch other teams play when you're not playing or whatever and get ready to get back on your bus and go home Adeline christian uh we've got some church bunkers we can get you guys to sleep in for the come on man so it's just like it's but it's 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 the it's the new norm and it's okay to come out there and 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 complain about what you're not getting Ask the niggas, in, ask the motherfuckers in the NIT, ask the motherfuckers in the MEAC that, and the SWAC that not when they travel, they travel by bus. <laughs> the NIT, not in tournaments. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, but it was, it was a, it was, oh, a, it was a big, you know, it was like a viral moment. And I just had an argument with somebody earlier today, one of my, one of my partners, man. And I was talking to him because um on instagram there's a video going out there's a lot of videos being shown about um spring break in miami and how motherfuckers is out there wilding out and they just turning up and they put a curfew out there and people not respecting the curfew and he like got super bent out of shape and i said see that's the problem with 2021 is that everything is so viral that they hit you with these splash moments and you're like wow like this is crazy but then you have to think back like what about freaknik it wasn't crazy in freaknik they had black. I remember when I was in college, we had black college week, King's Dominion. We was in VA. We was in South Carolina. We was all over the place. And trust me, this, this these niggas, ain't, we ain't new to this. This shit is this shit been going on. Yeah. But because everybody got a camera phone in 2021 and everybody got social media and all you got to do is just post what you're feeling at the moment and just send it out to a, and a million people can look at it, like it awe and ooh about it. It makes everything seem, you know, more, you know, Things are bigger than they appear, right? That's that's all it is, man. And I'm not buying that shit for one. Okay, okay. So let me let me throw this out there to y'all. Y'all know we always drop nuggets on the on the episodes here and there. <clears throat> so, um, Title Nine. Y'all know what Title Nine is all about, right? No. So it's it's a it's a civil rights law. It was passed in '72, and basically it prohibits um, sex based discrimination in schools, education, stuff like that. So um, it was interesting to find out, I think it was uh, CBS had reported that since the passage of Title IX in 72, the percentage of women in head coaching positions in NCAA women's sports, not NCAA sports overall, NCAA women's sports has dropped from more than 90% back then in 72 to 41 percent by 2019 now over half of those positions are filled by men do you guys know who tara vanderveer is no okay she's the head coach for stanford she has the most wins of any college any active college coach behind Mike Shashevsky. He's the only one who has more than her actively right now. Um he has well actually uh I think there's two. Herb McGee is another one, but uh Mike Shashevsky has 1170 wins and Vanderveer has 1119. 
Okay. She also coached um, the women's USA team to Olympic gold as well. Now they have started um, a fund in her name. And this, this fund is basically overseen by the women's sports foundation. So it's the women's sports foundation created the Tara Vanderbilt fund for the advancement of women in coaching. So this particular fund donates $200,000 towards fellowship grants. This is each year. They donate $200,000 each year toward fellowship grants for institutions across the nation to support the advancement of women in coaching. Now, here's a nugget that ties into a lot of the stuff we've been talking about. Ubong's alma mater, North Carolina Central, keeps popping up. So, Jamisha LaVister, she attended North Carolina Central University. She played golf at the school. She was the she played the number one spot on the NCCU, the North Carolina Central men's golf team. And she was named the MVP in the 2001 season. She was the the team MVP and was selected the CIAA, which, you know, where their uh, golf team participates in. It's the Central Intercollegiate Athletic Association. She was selected the men's golf rookie of the year. So she's participate. She was participating on the men's team. Mm. She went on to turn pro. She participated in the LPGA Futures Tour. Uh, she joined that in 2010. She had uh, some top 10 finishes. Uh, she won the Middle Atlantic PGA Women's Championship and the MA PGA Senior Junior Tournament. Now, she was announced as the assistant golf coach at North Carolina Central University. And that position was established through the Tara Vanderveer Fund for the Advancement of Women in, in College Coaching. So it's paving the way for women to get positions like this. So Jamisha LaVister, hopefully I'm pronouncing her name correctly, her last name correctly. She's got this position because of foundations like this. So do you guys, I, I know Ubang, you drew, you drew a, a, well, you threw out a great point about drawing a parallel between the performance of the actual um, business side of it, like how much money the NCAA men's sports is bringing in versus NCAA women's sports. But do you guys see the need for something like this foundation? And do you think um, there needs to be more efforts like this out there? I know there's some that, you know, we don't know everything, but how do you guys, what do you guys think about is it, this? Is it going to be better than the, is it going to be better than the Rooney rule? <laughs> if it's better than the Rooney rule, then yeah. But you know, if it's, something that's put in place, but it's still a joke. If we're getting the best candidate, I'm all for it. May the best candidate get the job, the best candidate. But let's not give it to a person based on sex uh, um, and trying to avoid a lawsuit or just because we're in this hypersensitive time where it's like, you know what, we got to do something. Uh, we got to pull it. I don't want to say, I, yeah, I'll say it like that. We, we got to pull a PA stunt. So let's do something to where we look good and, and let's hire a woman in this position. But here's the thing, though. The flip to that is the reason why I prefaced my question was with all of that background about the stuff is we talk a lot about black men 
not being able to get head coaching jobs in the NFL, right? Despite having all these accolades and playing and all this stuff. We just talked about Patrick Ewing, how he couldn't get an NBA coaching job. You know, Jawan Howard, he was an assistant, couldn't get an NBA coaching job. They both had to go to college. This woman was on the men's team, playing in the number one spot on the men's team. She has all these accolades, participated in these tours. Her resume shows you that she's knowledgeable about the sport. But had it not been for something like this, she may be overlooked for a position. DP. Yeah. Um, I'm in full agreement that I think women should be coached by women, like especially women that played the game. Um, and the, no different than I think that these the NCAA football, basketball, the NFL, NBA, if you have a league that has a majority black athletes, they should be coached by black coaches. Like who better to relate to the players than someone that they see, you know, they look at them and they see themselves. So um, I'm a proponent of it, but my thing isn't, I don't care who coaches them, right? Put butts in the seats. I don't give a fuck about all the other shit. Women's sports. Can you put butts in the seats? It's point blank period. You know, you, you talk about um, the USA being behind in, soccer right we don't garner the numbers that you know clubs in europe africa south america that they garner because it's a bigger sport worldwide but mls is carving out a niche for themselves because at the end of the day fuck it i love soccer if i can't go watch you know barcelona whoever fucking autumn names you know them big european names so i can't watch them play but i got the LA Galaxy or I got LAFC out here. I'll watch them because I just love the sport that much. But when it comes to women, they don't you don't see the same enthusiasm. Like people are not going out to watch women's sports. And I don't know why. I do not know why, but I that's why I feel that women need to get more engaged. So they need to start engaging women and start on a on a younger level. And it's, the, the argument is no different than the argument that I put out there for black people closing the gap. You got to start with the kids because the kids minds can still be molded. So now you put into a kid's mind, a, a young girl's mind. Hey, listen, you can be great. And, you know, it's OK to support women and it's OK to support women's sports. And it's then the third. Now you grow up appreciating women's sports for what it is. And we may not see the closure in the gap. For another 10 to 15 years but you have to affect the generation to go ahead and do that but right now i don't give a fuck who's coaching a team gino ariema is a great basketball coach they're still not putting butts in the seat don i think uh, don staley coaches at um south carolina great coach she not putting butts in the seat and you're talking about i think she's WNBA champion mm-hmm. gold medal winner like she has the stats to back up everything that she's doing this out there in uh in south carolina they just can't fill up the seats. I, I'm not what I mean, personally. Listen, it's a premium on my time. I'm in a stock market. We trying to do this resale thing. My time is limited, man. I give it to the Lakers. Um, you know, March Madness, I'm giving it to, to men's basketball. But if I got to cut certain shit out, I'm not watching uh, the, the NCAA women. I'm, I don't know the names. I, and it's not personal. It's just that if I have to decide between watching this or that, I know where to make the, the tough cuts. And, you know, if it's got to be that, then it's got to be that. So 
it has to be on the top of somebody's list. It's not on the top of my list. That's why I'm saying I I want to put the the onus and the responsibility on the women to support women's sports because you're not going to get the men to cross over if you can't get the women to buy in first. Mm-hmm. Good point. <laughs> yeah, and I, and and um and in the coaching thing that wasn't um that was a sidebar that wasn't meant to go against what uh oh yeah no, no I understand. the fact of who's following or not yeah. yeah that's just to to show that there's it's layers to it and it's it's definitely related to something that we've been talking about in coaching but it but again like if you're looking at the problems and dissecting everything like that's a that's a problem within within their structure as well is representation by representation by women in in the coaching ranks so and again we don't know everything we don't know who's doing what in all the foundations and all of the stuff that's out there is just at the end of the day you know this is how this is how things are stacking up yeah man so you know that's the that's the that's the reality and again i would hate for anybody to believe that i'm being sexist or i'm being chauvinist I'm just I'm just I can't I can't sugarcoat it the reality of the situation. And that's why I preface it by saying with all things being equal, I think women in general are getting the raw deal. You know, they're making less than men, even though they're more qualified than men a lot of times in the real world. And they're better than men at their jobs in the real world. But when it comes to sports, whether they're better or not, it really doesn't matter. Like and I just believe that if you can get motherfuckers to tune in by the millions to watch wrestling, which is fake, and we all know it, how the fuck can't y'all get people to come watch live sports with with, with women involved? Like motherfuckers, are, again, I don't watch that shit, but motherfuckers line up. Wrestling does real numbers, and the people know it's fake, and they'll line up and buy, bring their kids out, pay top dollar to be ringside to watch fake ass wrestling, men's and women's. But you can't get motherfuckers to follow women's soccer, women's basketball. Uh, is there any other professional? I think those are the only two big professional leagues. Because I think college is a uh, softball, but they don't take it past college. And um, in hockey, I think they have uh, women's hockey and on the college level. Like most of the stuff for women is amateur only. And then if you go, if you play pro, it's like some obscure league. Like they have a football league, but it's lingerie. It's like, <laughs> like they got a brand. It's so crazy Some side yeah show. for you to watch the shit and not saying i wouldn't watch the lingerie football league like oh I, I don't i just don't know where to, i don't know where to buy the tickets or where i think they got an la team too but like i would tap in like i would watch that for sure if i knew where <laughs> i knew where the fuck they play <laughs> no i'm not laughing this thing. if i knew where they play that yeah you are. <laughs> definitely go to a game they don't televise it so you'd have to go to a game but Got to find a way to brand the business, man, because they're doing a terrible job. Maybe they need to get Elon Musk in here or, you know, fucking um, Mark Cuban or uh, Jeff Bezos in here to get in one of those think tanks and brainstorm and figure out a way to make the shit profitable. But until they do that, man, you know, it's it's going to be a di- it's a dying business. No different than GameStop or or fucking Circuit City or. You know, whatever else the fuck builders, you want to call it. Builders Emporium. Hey, all that. You <laughs> oh, shit. Builders Emporium is dead already. Power Records. Nigga said Builders Emporium. <laughs> wow. Some good games so far. Even the um the first four. 
back on Thursday on the 18th when when the party got started. Uh, those games were pretty good. I think uh, UCLA was a UCLA and Michigan yes. State. That was a six point game between them. US, UCLA ended up uh, winning by six. Um, you had uh, Texas Southern and Mount St. Mary's. That was an eight point game. Drake and Wichita State was a one point mm-hmm. game. Um, that one was pretty good. Uh, then Appalachian State and Norfolk State was also a one point game. So uh, Drake and Wichita, 53 to 52. And then uh, Appalachian State and Norfolk State was 53 to 54. There have been some upsets since then. Number one seed lost. Yeah, today. that was that was huge, man. That was huge for 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 the state of Illinois because you know it was Illinois, but they lost to another team in Illinois. Exactly, Loyola in Chicago. So it's like you got players that were that went to Illinois that were probably recruited by Loyola in Chicago if they're from the state of Illinois, and they looked at Loyola like, yeah, please, I'm going to Illinois. <laughs> and the Loyola, uh, the Loyola students who didn't get an a scholarship offer from Illinois were like, okay, well, we'll go to Loyola and beat mm-hmm. that ass. So, yeah, and, and 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 Loyola has Sister Jean in the stands working for him. Um, so that you know, maybe she's a good luck charm, man, working to their advantage because she was definitely still in the stands rooting them on. Yeah. So, but they put they put the Put them paws on them boys, oh, yeah. man. Put put Illinois out out that tournament, and they and a lot of people were expecting them to at least go, you know, Final Four. They were the favorites to win it all for uh, some of these analysts that I've been hearing. I, but I was definitely I watched upset. the Zags. You know, you talked about Norfolk State in the playing game, and shout out to Norfolk State. They're HBCU. They were able to get into the big dance by you beating know. by beating App- Appalachian State, but they got a raw deal. And having to play the Zags because to me Gonzaga, they're I believe that they're the favorite to win the tournament. I don't I don't see anybody beating them. The Zags find a reason, find a way to lose every year. They've been the favorites before. They've been the Cinderella. They've been the favorite, and they find reasons, ways to lose every motherfucking year. But I was texting y'all earlier, and I said, who knew that all it took was COVID. For us to get a true definition of March Madness, right? Like mm-hmm. motherfuckers and fell fell off. I think they said in the first round, in the first in the round of sixty four, every seed except the sixth seed, I mean the sixteenth seed, won a game. So one through fifteen won a game in the first uh, in the first four. How crazy is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like you know, it's it's one of those years, man, where um you you talk to the you you listen to the players talk and you know or the coaches talk and they're like, yo, we were only we practiced what a couple of weeks out the season, um you know we don't we played ten less games than we normally would have played, like it was just it was it was just a a bad situation for a lot of the favorites and you, you think back on the Dukes, the Kentuckys that didn't make it, you know these are. These are, you know, very formidable powerhouses every year. I think they said this is the first time mm-hmm. since like the 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 70s since um the first time where Duke and Kentucky both didn't make it in the same year on some crazy like some crazy mm-hmm. shit like that. So, you know, it's a weird year, but hey, if that's the case, I'd rather see an underdog win, you know? If it takes something like this to give the underdog an opportunity to give the, op- the underdog a chance to actually win something, I'm all for it. You know, 
This mm-hmm. basically levels the playing field. It goes to show that what you know, you guys have the better facilities, you guys have the better recruits, you guys have the 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 bigger budgets, you guys get to do way more. But now when we shorten this thing up and we just put two motherfuckers, two motherfuckers in on the court and say, just go at it with minimal time, you know, minimal time of practice, uh, minimal opportunities to kind of sharpen your blade. Motherfucker, let's just get out there and just go mano y mano. A lot of these motherfuckers is getting a chance to get popping. Right, right, right. And um, I know you had mentioned, you know, uh, with COVID, there was actually a cancellation that occurred. Speaking of COVID actually shaking shit up for real was uh, VCU versus Oregon. Um, that was a uh, a first round game that was canceled. So VCU basically had to uh, forfeit. Oregon moves on. Um, and they are supposed to be playing, I believe, Iowa in the second round. Ubang, also, we had talked about, um, you already know where I was going, right? You already know where I was going. <laughs> we talked We talked about him in the last episode, and um, they, took a, they took a first round L, man. Um, man, and it was, uh, what, what was it, 52 uh, to 53? Yeah, close game. They lost on a free throw. They lost on a free throw at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, I forgot who they were playing, but they hit a free throw. I think they had a they had one and a half seconds left, and they never even got a shot off. So, you know, that is the beauty of March Madness. You can literally turn yeah. your TV on, just sit down in front of the TV, and you're going to see some of the craziest shit. And the intensity is so high, so ratcheted up because it's a one-and-done situation. You're seeing these kids go out there, and they're putting it all on the line. And even with no crowd, right? Like I'm, I'm watching the shit with the surround sound on in the house. I need to have feel the vibe. They pumping in that crowd noise. They got family members that's there and close friends that are there. So there's this intensity and just you know, especially when it gets late, when you get these close games late, two three minutes left, and it's still within reach. It's two three points, and it can go either way. I think uh, that happened earlier with the, um, I think it was Rutgers and um, Rutgers in Houston. I think it was Rutgers. Oh, uh, yeah, when they when they came back today. Yeah, where Houston Houston came back yeah. from being down and won it in the last couple seconds. And you know they have um they have old boy that played at Houston. God, why the fuck can't I remember his name? His his son, what's his name? Young. Last name is Young. Didn't he right? used to play? Uh, I I know Jacob Young. His dad used to play for Houston with with Hakeem Olajuwon. Michael Young. He played with um. Hakeem Olajuwon, and then back in the day, and Clyde Drexler. But back the, in the, the coach, day. no, he didn't. He didn't play. He didn't he play? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I do know that that connection was there though, because they were interviewing uh, Jacob Young about it. Well, interviewing Michael Young about his son playing against his yeah, own mom. because no, he wears 42, and Michael Young wore 42 for uh for Houston yeah. when he played. So they were making a big deal of that, and you know they were beasts back then with Clyde Drexler mm-hmm. and Hakeem and Michael Young. So. But it was actually just to just to uh, clarify, it was Abilene Christian, so it was another um, Texas school that played Texas, and it was fifty three to fifty two was the final. And they score just became them. a Division one in two thousand twelve. Oh man! Well, shit. Hey, what? Well, speaking about who just became a Division one, Uban, remember Grand Canyon? <laughs> you said Grand Canyon. They put up seventy four points on on um, I, was it Iowa? Yeah, three. they put up seventy four points. I, so, I knew it was competitive, but I just. I didn't see. I didn't stick around to see how it turned out. But um, yeah, man, a lot of a lot of good games, man. A lot of fucking good games. I think Texas Tech had a good game. 
earlier today. Yeah. Um, Against Arkansas. Yeah. Hey, look, my little brother went to Syracuse. He went to he went to Arkansas for his undergrad, right? And he went to Syracuse for his master's program. So he's he's uh rooting for both of them. They both pulled it out by the skin of their teeth. Syracuse beat West Virginia 75-72 and then Arkansas turns around and they they win 68-66. So those were again some competitive games, a three-point win, two-point win. So both of his squads, you know, end up advancing. Hey, I love that Syracuse story because, you know, Jim Beheim is there. He has his son that's playing. And you know how it is when you have a coach's son. Motherfuckers think he ain't shit that he's only on a team because it's, you know, uh, the family connection or whatever. He hooping, though. (laughs) He hooping, though. He been getting busy. The Bayheim kid been getting busy. The two games, he getting buckets. So, yeah, he had twenty five. You know, just it feels good to see him get off because, you know, for every Calipari, you know, like Calipari's son ain't shit. He was he wasn't that good, but he made the Kentucky team, and everybody trashed him about that. You know, to see somebody that you would consider as a you know somebody that just lucked up, not even lucked up, but just nepotism. You know, you got in because your family is here to see them actually hoop and get it done. You know what I'm saying? And show their worth. I love to see stories like that. So, you know, like I said, I really don't know who I'm rooting for. Uh, if I had to, if I had to really, um, really say, you know, Juwan Howard and, and, and Patrick Ewing, uh, those are the two that I'm, that I'm rooting for. So Jawan, so Jawan Howard yeah, only now comes. Colorado took care yeah. of one of them choices for you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn, it was, it was too many games. <laughs> I was just, I was about to say the fun. Here's the funny thing. A quick sidebar. Um, before the tournament started, they interviewed Patrick Ewing, and I'm trying to remember, but this may have been the first time I ever heard Patrick Ewing talk. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga had the Jamaican accent and everything. I said, "Hold on, yeah, he, yeah." I never heard this nigga talk yeah, he got before. the Jamaican accent. That's crazy. I've never heard this motherfucker talk. I never, never yeah. heard this motherfucker crazy. talk. Crazy. That's wild. Like even I'm talking about because back then in the '90s, I'm pretty sure they interviewed him, but I wasn't watching in LA. We weren't getting Knicks basketball out here. You know, we got Lakers basketball. We got the Bulls basketball because Jordan was on this shit. And they, it wasn't a situation where they interviewing motherfuckers at halftime or interviewing motherfuckers. It, you didn't get the access that you get now. I've never heard or I cannot recall hearing Patrick Ewing talk ever in my life because I the, the accent that I heard was so foreign to me. I said, oh, shit, this motherfucker Patrick Ewing got the Jamaican, still got the Jamaican accent. That's crazy. Obong, the one time you should have heard him talk. During the '94 finals, the OJ was, shit, the OJ shit. So, <laughs> it was the chase. Yeah, the chase on that motherfucking year. Yeah, niggas was worried about OJ. Hey man, well I'm with you with those two. You know Patrick Ewing for sure would have liked to see him go deep into the tournament with Georgetown. Still hoping Jawan Howard makes it happen with Michigan. But if I'm speaking from the hometown perspective, I'd like to see SC do some damage too, man. USC, they're still in it. Um, and Jason Hart, man, um, he's an assistant coach on that staff. He went to um, was yeah. it Inglewood? Did he go to yep. Inglewood High School? Yeah, yeah. So you know, it'd be cool to see him do something, man. 
see see them uh, make it happen. So I don't know who. I, let me see who they have next. Uh, SC, SC plays Kansas. Yeah, yeah, they got Kansas next. Um, they're number six seed. Kansas is number three. So should be a pretty good game. I, I gotta see. ask y'all out of um out of all the like the the seeds that are ten or higher. Which seed do you see going the furthest? That are that are ten yes. or higher. Um, what what seed is uh Florida State? Florida State's number four. I would like to say. Uh, let me let me tell you some of them. Okay. We Florida got State. no, they're number four. I'm saying ten or high, like I mean higher. Excuse me, I, I mean lower. Oh, you mean yeah, ten lower. or lower? lower. Okay, yeah, because if lower. ten or higher, I'm gonna lower. go with Florida State, and they got a lower. black coach. Leonard so Hamilton. Lower. So you got um, Oregon State, you got Oral Roberts, you got Syracuse, you got UCLA, you got ACU. UCLA and ACU yes, play Yes, they do. Other. You got Ohio, you got Maryland. Mm, I'm going to say, do we have the matchups for them? Who do, who, who are um, they playing? I'll go through it. Let's see. Um, we've got ACU, Abilene Christian University and UCLA playing each other ohio plays creighton maryland plays number two alabama and creighton is a number five seed um we've got number 11 syracuse playing number two houston we've got number 15 oral roberts playing number three arkansas we've got number 12 oregon state playing number eight loyola illinois and that's it mm, either maryland or... yeah maryland's playing number two alabama yeah that's a tough matchup, but um, maybe maybe Oregon State. They man. were tough, man. <laughs> yeah, maybe Oregon State. Oh, they State. was tough. And they've been hot, man. So may, maybe Oregon State. Even though Houston, Houston doesn't look like a. They don't look like a strong number two to me. Um, and and Syracuse, if their shooting continues the way it is, then. They have Can't a rely shot. on that shooting, no DP. So who are you looking at out of all those out of the lower seeds? Man, what what did UCLA come in as? They're uh, eleven. Eleven. Yeah. I'll take UCLA. They have to play the play in game too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Oral Roberts. The fifteen. Uh, did you watch their game? Did they look they look good? I didn't they, see them they, play. Man, they um I watched them play against Florida, and they're good, man. They they Florida went up by eleven in the second half. And they they just battled back, man. They're just a team that so first they have the number one, they have the leading score in the nation. Um, Max Abrams or something. I'm butchering his last name, but he's the leading scorer in, in, in the country. I think he averages like 24 a game. Uh lightning quick, man. Lightning quick. They shoot the three ball very well, and they're 83% as a team from the free throw line. 83%. So it's like they're not going to beat themselves. They're a low seed. This is the this is the second time in NCAA history that a 15 seed has made it to the Sweet 16. The other one was Florida Gulf Coast um, and, and now this team. But if they shoot the ball well, they can go on a run. And, and that's really what this tournament is about. It's just about who gets hot at the right time. Hey, do you remember um... – that tournament we played at Oral Roberts, Jerry Mull University, Jerry. yeah. When we went out there, but it was it was uh, hot and muggy and 
sticky and shit. Humidity was ridiculous. Bobby Knight was at that bitch. Oh, Bobby. Yeah, he was walking around up there, but so you got Oral Roberts, right? Yeah. What's up, folks? We appreciate y'all tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Two Peas in a Bong. That is the number two. W O P E E Z A N D A B O N G. Two Peas in a Bong. You can catch our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and more. And we're now on the One United Radio Network. You can find that at oneunitedradio.com. Again, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. We'll catch you on the next one.